I'm Melissa Beckett, and this is Servant Spouse University, the podcast to help you bulletproof your marriage, where we will empower you to choose faith over fear, courage over convenience, truth over tact, and God over the world. Hi, and welcome to Servant Spouse University. I have my husband, Jim, here with me again today, and we're going to continue to go through some of the questions that you've been asking about quarantine situations, and we'll also start to dive into some questions about what happens when we leave quarantine and go back into the world. So, Jim? Hi, everybody. So, let's talk about being in quarantine first and some of the issues that you guys might be having uh, spending so much time together. Um, One thing, one question we got was, what are some ideas for free and meaningful gestures for each other? What are acts of kindness? And so I know if um, you guys have been spending a lot of time together in the same house and haven't been able to get away from each other, that this could be really important. Just um, some ideas I have or, you know, leave a sticky note on the bathroom mirror, um, make coffee for your wife in the morning, um, make breakfast. If you're home and you're not leaving to go to work, there's a lot of different things you could do, right? You could make breakfast, you could make lunch, you could make dinner. Um, you can take care of the kids more than you normally take care of the kids. Um, yeah, those are all really good, um, suggestions and I agree with all of them. A few that kind of came to mind were along those same lines. If if your spouse usually makes dinner and sets the table, what if you just set the table? You know, what if you played with the kids and made sure they didn't interrupt the preparation of dinner? That might seem like a small act of kindness, but it is really huge, especially if your spouse happens to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, Another thing you can do that we talk about in one of our classes is there's a really important question you could ask each day and fulfilling that question can be a huge act of kindness. And sometimes it's a big item, sometimes it's a small item, but the question is just super simple. What can I do for you today? And then if they come up with something, make sure you do it. Sometimes when I ask Jim, he doesn't have anything. He can't think of anything. And especially if I haven't asked him in a long time, he kind of gets taken off guard like, oh, I don't know, I haven't thought about what you could do for me. But when you ask that question regularly, it's a lot easier to be connected with your spouse and you learn what's really important to them. But small acts of kindness around the house um, can really speak volumes. I think it's incredibly sexy when a guy plays with his kids or when a guy, you know, picks up something that he normally doesn't pick up because that usually would maybe fall on his wife and to know that she has help and she's not in this all by herself um, is a is a huge deal so hopefully that gives you some ideas the next question we had is how to date without leaving our home so the thing that comes to mind for Melissa and I is a lot of times um, after we put Luke our little one to bed we'll watch TV together um, like in the bedroom so maybe to do something different we would get a glass of wine and go sit in the theater room or um, you know maybe we eat dinner together after Luke goes to bed so 
just making something like totally different than what you normally do out of the ordinary. Yeah, and I think it's it's more that we're spending time together as a couple versus the specific things we're doing. Uh, I know it's we can kind of get caught in a rut when we do leave the house, you know, before quarantine, dinner and a movie is a pretty popular thing to do or just us just go to dinner so we can talk. Um, but at home, you know, there are games you can play that are just between you and your spouse. You know, you don't have to have the kids with you when you play games or just a simple game of Scra Scrabble. Or if, you're, if your husband or, or wife, for that matter, really loves video games, figuring out how to play the video game. And when the kids go to bed, take some time and play the video game. Learning to do something that your spouse loves and enjoys, even if it's not something you would choose, can really strengthen your relationship and help you really understand your spouse that much better. Like, what do you like about this game? Oh, that's cool. I get why you like that. Or, oh, I don't think I could do this every day. Whatever the situation is, just having a place where you can have dialogue. Um, I love the idea of grabbing a glass of wine and going and just sitting together, no matter where it is, even if it's only 10 minutes. I think sometimes we think we need this large chunk of time, like two hours to go to the movie or and dinner. But the reality is, especially if, if you have little kids, we have teenagers and a two-year-old, that's more challenging. And so the, the easier thing to do, the simpler thing, but oftentimes more powerful thing to do is to give each other really good quality time, either in the morning before anybody wakes up, or in the afternoon when they're taking naps, or at night when everybody goes to bed. But committing that to each other is, the, I think, the best date that you could ever have. Yeah, one thing Melissa and I really started doing is getting up in the morning and praying together. And that obviously accomplishes two things. It, it helps us grow together spiritually, but it also gives us time alone to talk about the kids or talk about work or talk about things that we you know may not otherwise have time to do so just carving out that special time that you guys can do and and try to do it on a regular basis um, so that it becomes more of a habit so the next question we have is how to read each other's limits on sanity exhaustion and patience etc um, so I would say I'm not as good at this as my wife is. Um, I mean, I can usually tell when something's wrong with Melissa. Um, I might not know what it is, but um, at least I can ask and inquire about. But Melissa pretty much reads me like a book. She knows exactly how I feel or if I'm struggling with something. Um, so I would say it's more of a challenge for me. So I have to be aware of that. Um, and as you spend more time together in quarantine, maybe that becomes easier for you or maybe you start to get on each other's nerves quicker. Um, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, no, I um, my brain's going in a totally different direction on this question. I agree with everything that you said and I agree that I can read you like a book and you struggle to read me. Um, but you know when something's wrong. You don't just know the underlying reasons as well as maybe I sometimes know your reasons. But so that, I think that comes from a couple things. The first thing it comes from, we've had a significant amount of crisis and it's in that crisis that I learned how to read him. And so I, I don't wish that on anybody. And so if we can avoid that crisis, then 
there are things that we can do uh, to read each other better, understand each other better. But that is a benefit. If you are in crisis, there are huge benefits that come out and get built up in your marriage when you get on the other side of crisis. And so if you are in crisis, I want to encourage you that this will not be forever. It might be a long time, but it will not be forever. But what I'm thinking is on our website, ServantSpouse.com, there's a blog I wrote a couple years ago on how to be a question mark spouse. I think a lot of times in this day and age, especially because women are much, or we think we are at least, we're strong and we're independent and we have opinions and we're usually not shy of sharing them. And um, we don't, at least for me, I don't want to speak for anybody who's listening to this, but I used to just make statements to my husband. And what I found was it's easier to read his mood and understand his mood when I ask him questions. You know, so how was work today? And when he talks about work, actually listening, and then if he talked about a meeting, tell me what you guys talked about in that meeting. Or if he talks about a particular resident at the care facility, well, tell me about that person. What do you know about them? Actually digging into his day even if he doesn't do the same for me, because a lot of times he will do that for me, but it's not probably on the same day. And as we've talked about a couple weeks ago, we don't believe marriage is 50-50. It's not, well, I'll ask him questions if he asks me questions. It's, no, it's my, it's better for me to understand him or her when I ask about their day and I ask about who they are. Because I think a lot of times we, we asked all those questions when we were dating question after question after question. We couldn't wait to get up in the morning, right? And pick up the phone and ask another question. And we went to bed. Nobody wanted to hang up the phone when they went to bed at night. And now we might be in this pattern of these just statements, these exclamation points. And we need to be more of a question mark spouse. So I would encourage you to go read that because I think that can be pretty eye-opening, especially when it comes to just understanding where your spouse is coming from. The other thing is we're going to be exhausted. And I think this is a great question. How do we read the exhaustion? Because we can't make the exhaustion necessarily go away, but we can read it and we can respond appropriately so that we don't put more on that person. Or we know this is a time I need to step up and I need to do more so that they can go rest. Oh, and back to acts of kindness. I want to say if your spouse stays at home with your kids all day long, one of the best acts of kindness you can do is say, you go do whatever you want to do. I've got the kids, even if it's only five or 10 minutes. Some moms struggle with that, but I think it's a good thing for them to learn to do. Um, but just that's a good way to recognize the exhaustion they've got to be feeling as the day has gone on. And actually a question I didn't put on here, but um, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. Um, I had, it's more of a comment, but um, there were a couple people on Facebook the other day talking about someone had predicted that this was going to be the next, you know, baby boom because everybody's at home and, you know, they're being intimate more often. They're seeing each other more often. And someone commented and said, well, not if they have young kids, (laughs) only if they don't have children, is that happening? And I just want to say, if you, if you are at home and you have young kids, I want to really encourage you to focus on the idea that being intimate is a good thing. And that even though you're exhausted, that there are people who aren't able to be intimate right now. Like for example, I'll say that Jim and I can't be intimate because he's constantly possibly exposed to COVID and I have, you know, compromised immune system and we would love nothing 
more than to be intimate with each other. And we're sitting here sometimes going, how long is it going to be? Are we looking at another six weeks, another six months? And um, so if you have the ability and you don't have that risk, please relish the idea that you are at home and you can partake. And it's a great way to love your spouse and to grow uh, closer together when you have a little bit of extra time possibly. And if you don't have extra time, finding a way to make it, um, even every now and then is a really good thing. Amen. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Jim, for joining us again. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I'll talk to you again in the future. All right. Everybody have a great week. Talk to you soon.